listening to The Night Society, where we talk about monsters, myths, legends, and lore. And I'm Cole. And I'm Raven. Welcome. Do you have any spooks that you've been dealing with lately? Uh, just like as a catch-up? Yeah. Um, not particularly. Our house has been kind of quiet. You are not in our house, so you haven't experienced the ghosts, but... That's um, true. It's been it's been pretty chill. Our cat's been hanging out. Our cat follows us if she wants, depending on where we live. So that's fair. I have no weird, unexplainable phenomena happening around me, but I do have random things that wake me up in the night, like like sirens and other things that can be spooky. In they're a different d- way. They're just spooky in like a real life way. <laughs> <laughs> Where I'm just like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So nothing nothing crazy. Okay. But I I would say I'd be down, but being by myself, I don't think I I don't think I'd take too kindly to it yeah, these days. I shut my door at night now that I'm in the house by myself because I'm like, I am I am fucking with that. Yeah. So anyway. So when when I was like getting ready to like hit hit the call button to like record this and made me think of when we recorded the Hoya Baku episode and how how creepy it was for the record only because of yeah for the record I literally said right before we started recording that I don't want to do this one if it's dark so like let's get to stepping because it's sunset right now (laughs) truth and for those of you who haven't listened to the episode on Hoya Baku our podcast got interrupted because there was some like weird sounds and activity from our our hallway in our apartment. Mm-hmm. So we had to like stop, reassess. Uh, we take a then, moment. Uh, yeah, um, there was sage burning. There was candles being lit. Like our our apartment was lit, but it all of a sudden got like got some bad vibes, man. And there might be some bad vibes in this one. Which, like, you know what? Rightfully fucking so let me be honest rightfully so so this episode we are talking about the edinburgh vaults in edinburgh scotland which is very fascinating yeah they're also referred to as the south bridge vaults Mm -hmm. um they were i don't actually know how many years it took to complete like complete the the build but it was finished in 1788 I didn't see any research on that, but it was it's absolutely beautiful. It's this bridge that consists of 19 arches, and I think it's like three floors deep. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a bridge into that central city, the central like castle of Edinburgh, because it is a it is a like a yeah. walled. It's still a walled city, and I believe only one of the arches is visible because of buildings being built up around it and Ooh, on it in it. That makes sense. I was wondering, yeah. I was like, where is this? Why are there no photos of it? Yeah, but, um, but I, I, I'd like to, I guess, highlight that the, like, right out of the gate when I started, like, looking this stuff up, I saw that, I didn't actually catch the woman's name, but there was a woman who was supposed to, like, open up. Ooh, I got you. Yeah, she, I actually, she was supposed to, I don't you know have her name. name? I don't have her name. But I just think this is, like, bonkers, that this woman was supposed to, like, you know, hit the champagne on the, the vaults to be like, look at our bridge mm-hmm. um, to like christen it and like welcome it into the community or whatever. And she passed away before the the bridge was seven, opened. seven days before it opened. But 
supposedly rumor has it i guess that they pushed her casket i'm assuming like on a, a, i was i was gonna say a casket thing um like, like a, a wheelie thing yeah like or like a chariot mm-hmm. but not a chariot but what carriage jeebus a carriage probably like pulled her across or something mm-hmm. um but i think that's like a bonkers way to go um to like either I didn't, like i didn't read that i read that they pushed her casket off of the bridge what <laughs> yeah i don't know that's even it, more bonkers i don't know where it was but like literally they said that they pushed her casket off the bridge because she was supposed to christen christen the bridge and so, also remember this is what seven, 1788 so like yeah. a little bit of different uh we're in different times totally but if you think about like I don't know. Like, so I read it as she was like pushed across it. Okay. okay. Cool. I mean, honestly, that probably makes a lot more sense. But like, well, like I love the image of just like, like. But we can look at it body, either way, though. Like, if you're watching a movie and you obviously know it's a doll. Yeah. <laughs> like that's just... But like, think about it though. Like, like we we obviously we don't know this woman's name. We don't know like if she cared about it. But mm-hmm. there's like a weird, like presumptive amount of duty uh-huh. to like. To be like, well, you were supposed to open this, so let's push you across. You're gonna open this. <laughs> or, so like, I don't know, if if that was, if I were to put myself in the role of a specter, right? Uh-huh. W- w- I don't know if opening a bridge would be some of my unfinished business. But yeah, I, I feel... It. No, but like, the, the vaults kind of go through some through some stuff so mm-hmm. like if instead of laying me to rest you push me across the freaking bridge i'd be like well the the vaults kind of go through some stuff they you know what know. i mean so that they don't know yeah yeah i don't know that that was just like a really weird way to one mm-hmm. kick off this bridge and so. then also to kick off the the tone of everything else well allegedly some people still hold on to the fact that like that is a curse that is a curse on this space which let's let's talk about that and stuff the stuff so with these vaults the bridge was constructed there was businesses on top we had businesses move in to the bridge or like to the bridge and within the vaults so that like you would have like probably leather workers and storage for the businesses on top um but those businesses and like the the big old look at our edinburgh vault bridge thing um didn't last very long because apparently the the construction of the vaults was maybe a little bit lackluster so there was like cracks to paint more of a picture though so like the bridge on top was the businesses right so it's like you're on the bridge you're walking down it's this like fair like you know um promenade so to speak and so that's where those those reputable reputable businesses so they listed like um bakeries and whatever shops butchers things that are like obviously legal and 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 vital to the health of a to the health of a city but then what they did is they built these vaults underneath and it ended up being i think it was a hundred hundred and twenty rooms oh just in the second level okay that's so there's three levels total remember that yep so there's 120 vaults in the second level. And so the intention was, is that this is the stock room for all of these mm-hmm. businesses. Um, so like you can move in your stuff there. Like it's really just supposed to be a place for the city to sprawl because also remember Edinburgh is like 
on a rock. Literally, it's a castle <laughs> on a rock. <laughs> so yeah. um, as the city's sprawling, they're trying to like accommodate that sprawl. And so that was the original intention was just it was supposed to be a storage room, period. Totally. However, we learn that as you as you said that like the actual uh creation of these was not done very well there was mm-hmm. no um nowhere for liquids to go so like rain sewage everything uh would just go right into the vaults there was no air circulation at all so yeah, it was really that's musty what made me disgusting. think of um like i'm assuming later on we have like people having fires or whatever like i don't know how fire like smoke was handled there has to be there has to be also remember this is way for stuff to go out edinburgh so rain and also a lot of stone Mm -hmm. so it's less like it's not like london where i think a lot of a lot of london was built with wood which is why like great fire of london i don't remember what year that happened but like it decimated the entire city um but I mean, they probably, but I mean, that's still a consider consideration. There's like no ventilation. Yeah, that's I'm thinking of like cooking, hearth versus, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, versus like uh, obviously like oil lamps well, or back candles. Then, like, it doesn't matter, <laughs> I guess. So yeah, but it's like where does it go? <laughs> yeah, totally. So, kind of to follow the storyline. Um, so the businesses are starting to realize like how kind of shitty this place is. So Mm -hmm. the, you know, there was always this emphasis that these were really reputable businesses. Like they kept using that, that, that uh, adjective. And so they started leaving as early as 1795. So seven years after its creation. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one by one, all of these businesses just started abandoning the place, which means, (laughs) but, but like, I think, I think it's like hard to say because a lot of those articles and things were like cool, and then in moved in the the riffraff. But like, really, it was probably just like a mom and pop bakery that was probably just like cool, lower rent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then either their business was fine, but oh, chances we'll get, are, like, we'll, we'll get into the sociology of this later. Don't worry. Yeah, but like. <laughs> You also have some tomfoolery that move in. Oh, it, no, it was definitely not like the gates were shut and then open and it was like, all right, <laughs> all right, tomfoolerists, join, yeah. come on in. But basically, as you know, we jest, but basically the, the, the words used in the videos and stuff I watched were very not great. A lot of people yeah. use like the low people, which just like, ugh, but... More or less, the disadvantaged populations, immigrants from Ireland who were escaping the potato famine, um, basically these vaults became the hotbed for a mm-hmm. ton of criminal activity, um, illegal alcohol operations, brothels, um, but also... Like distilleries and like tavern fronts. Totally. Um, but also just were places for people to squat because they had nowhere else to go. Yeah. Conditions were still totally the same, still like no ventilation, no nothing. Mm-hmm. But um it ended up becoming a slum. Totally. Like it's kind of like the perfect storm of cool, we have this kind of like I'm not not detritus vault, but you have this kind of like jank vault bridge situation. And then you have Quite literally you know, though, like the videos, it's a crypt. It looks yeah. exactly like a crypt. There's just mm-hmm. stone. There's no windows. There's no nothing. 
Um, yeah. People would, they, they repeated ad nauseum. People would live and die in these vaults. Um, they would like a lot of people wouldn't be able to leave or they had to be there because they like um, had some kind of disability that like couldn't be dealt with in the industrial revolution because also contextually that's the time that we're in. Right. But if you think of it, like if you are in a new place or you're trying to avoid recognition, basically it's like the perfect scenario for if I wanted to, I don't know, I like be a pimp or like if I was an immigrant being like, cool, I, I just need shelter. Great. Cool. Done. And, but it seems like a perfect, not a perfect thing, but something that could work, but it ended up being the demise of it's, a lot of people. It seemed like, oh, look, here's a, oh, here's a quick bandaid. Oh no. Mm-hmm. Slum lords. Yeah. So yeah. High, high crime murders, uh, an insanely high population in these vaults. Remember there's 120 rooms in the second floor alone. Um, and often rooms that like were meant for like a person Mm -hmm. had 10 in them. Right. So just completely, completely crowded. Um, if you've seen Penny Dreadful, it's like the sewers. I think it's the sewers in Penny Dreadful. Sure. It's, It's where, uh, Frankenstein's monster ends up living or at least like hanging chilling sorry if those are spoilers no he doesn't kill anybody he's actually really lovely i said chilling <laughs> oh i thought you said killing straight no. straight killing yes yeah, so just a like that is the context in which that's the energy of this space is just mm-hmm. tons of really disadvantaged people um people who are trying to get by and also people trying to abuse the system um take advantage of those trying to get by a hundred percent and so one of the things that's often reported in this space is, um, or at least ugh, one guy was like, there are a lot of really big names associated with the Edinburgh vaults speaking uh, about Burke and Hare. Yeah. Do you want to talk about them? <laughs> so Burke and Hare, there's actually no, there's nothing that links Burke and Hare specifically to the vaults, um, which is interesting that in many articles and videos and things, they are they are in discussion with the vaults. But it makes They're sense. They're like the headline. <laughs> yeah. Which I is mean, weird. Yeah. It would make it, sense. Time it makes place. sense because if you're like, well, I need a body, where are we not paying attention to who is there? Yeah. Who so is a body that will not, who will go unnoticed? Burke and Hare were two Irishmen who were famous Famous because they were serial killers, let's be honest. So in 1828, um, they were arrested. They had killed allegedly 16 different people, mostly women. And what they would do is they would stash them in these vaults. Um, Because, like, as you said, like, no one's going to look, think twice. Like, honestly, like, you probably wouldn't notice a dead body in that kind of circumstance, especially if you have a bunch of people who you know, are already sick, are already laying around. Also note that this is during the time of tuberculosis. Right. So, like, that is rampant. Um, And so, of course, like, you know, ideal circumstances for it to grow are (laughs) moist circumstances, like no circulation and close proximity. Mm -hmm. So, bam, there you go. Hotbed. Hotbed. It's a cesspool. That's a good word. I want to use it all the time. Blah. But I did think it was really interesting, and and I think this plays into our 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 conversation about ghosts later. But it's mm. like Edinburgh has such like 
such a storied past. And like one of the ladies in the video, like we were, I was watching the, um, what is it called? The bro guy. Uh, Ghost Adventures. Ghost Adventures. Yes, yes, yes. Um, he just like interviewed someone on the street about the vaults and the woman was like, uh, first spend a night on the streets of Edinburgh. Then if you're brave enough, go into the vaults. Which is like a fucking hell of a way to like introduce a city to someone. Yeah, you know that's what a I mean? sound like, clip for sure. But it's but it's true. Um, the stat that was in another video, like non related, was that like a lot of people try and associate the Black Plague with these vaults, but they actually happened a hundred years before. Um, and so this this woman, her statistic that she brought up was that in nineteen or I'm sorry, in sixteen forty five. 55% of Edinburgh was lost to the plague. 55%. How much death that is. Mm-hmm. It's insane. And that's like on top of all of the like the witch burnings that happened in Edinburgh. On top of all of the like the Romans right. invaded. On top of like so much battle and war. Just it's it's an old fort, right? So like mm-hmm. concentrated in this area. It's like this whole place is haunted. It don't matter. Everyone's like, oh, yeah. yeah, these vaults. And it's like, no, just like walk out on the street. <laughs> to kind of go, to wrap it all up, yeah. So there's this hotbed of disease, lots of murder, lots of stories of like, there was a, you know, one of the ghosts that shows up, and then we can kind of segue into this too. But one of the ghosts that shows up is a tavern owner. And basically, she got like really pissed off at everybody. Um, and took a knife out and like a guy tripped and she ended up like as she was like chasing them out and ended up stabbing him to death like on purpose like she did it on purpose yeah she was like and the reason why we know this is she was actually sentenced she was sentenced to death oh yeah and hanged on april 16th i don't know why i remember that date wow yeah um but like so it wasn't like like anything goes in these vaults but just so much I'm sure that happened. Could, is it traceable? Yeah, you could get away with so much, probably. Like I would imagine, but also that's why to kind of wrap. I don't think we talked like enough, I guess, about Burke and Hare. So like, um, this was a huge actually phenomenon, and I 100 percent want to go on this tangent. Come on this tangent with me. Um, but this is the era of resurrection men, and yeah, also known as body snatchers. Also, Repo men. Also, I mean technically. Yeah. <laughs> um, Zydrate, right? Anyways, so they're called resurrection men or ghouls or um, they were also body snatchers. Mm-hmm. And so this is the huge phenomenon of like uh, science is, is getting really into anatomy uh, because there's no way to preserve the bodies. There's like uh, they basically are like our medical facilities are paying money to have dead people brought to them as early as possible. Yeah. And like the, I believe there was like some like statuette presented. It was like, okay, either you donate your body to science or the state or whatever can acquire the body. If it was like an orphan or if what they referred to as a foundling, or if you passed away by suicide or, You were a criminal. Basically, like if no one could claim you. Yeah. 
they could cl- stay claimed to your body. But it was this really big phenomenon that like people would go and grave rob and they would f- have us. I, I got a very detailed description of how they would do it, which is kind of weird to have on the internet. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, they would be able to get the, the bodies. And what was interesting is that, um, and kind of what connects it back to the story is they would focus particularly on things like the vaults because um, what doctors most wanted were tuberculosis patients or patients who were, or were emaciated because it's a lot easier mm-hmm. to cut through a skinny person than it is to cut through a fat person. And I think you might have said like medical facilities, but I think it, I think it was more particularly doctors. They're like, I can further my research if I have a body versus like a university being like, bring me a dead, but I'm sure they Honestly, wanted that as well. Both. But doctors were like paying under the table for yeah, these bodies. It was both. They're also pay, paying over the table because also like uh, medical schools, there's some prominent yeah. ones in Edinburgh at, specifically and like schools, they needed the bodies. It's not like it's for the students and they would do autopsy labs. So mm-hmm. I, I don't, Which can you, can you imagine like one? Oh, it's a bloodbath. I, I wouldn't want to do it now, but doing it in that era with like you didn't know precautions and things. You didn't I don't know. know. I feel like it would blood blah. blood barrier stuff is not a thing then. Like you just wore your normal clothes. Yeah, that's like basically like also the tools. Ugh. Yeah, like no one no one cared. That's definitely of the era where like it was worse to go to the doctor. Yeah. Um. But I don't, of course, I don't know how accurate this is, and I thought this was really interesting, but someone quoted that in uh, 1891, you would get paid out 80, 80, the equivalent, or $80 for a corpse. This might be in the United States because it was prevalent there too. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be the, cur- the current equivalent of $2,100 for a body. Okay. <laughs> uh-huh. But <laughs> I don't have a good response for I that. I know, period. Let's, let's sit there. <laughs> but... Um, so what I also found, like, this is just, I mean, I don't think I could do an entire podcast on it, which is why I just kind of want to shove it in this one. But this is where, like, the tombs we know now now come from. Cement, marble, um, mm-hmm. iron, stone, heavy things, doors. Um, that's when you start to see more, like, above ground stuff. Yeah. Excuse me. Or more, like, mausoleum style. Uh, excuse me. And... Also, because like, and that was pushed forward because the thing that you're speaking of is the Anatomy Act of 1832, which basically acknowledged the necessity for dead bodies. So they they switched it from a felony to a misdemeanor. Jesus! <laughs> if you got caught in the act of body I just feel, I feel like that. I mean, one, it puts a price on a on a life, but then it like uh-huh. no, it feels gross, a hundred percent, and also like the like spiritual implication of that it was frowned upon for sure so they took the like christianity lens so they were kind of like yeah it's a misdemeanor but also you're going to hell of course i mean obviously but i just think like one we have we'll say 150 200 years difference here with like our operating because the vaults were active for a while we'll say 200 years but like if we if we even think of like how we donate bodies to research here versus like in japan like in japan you meet families Mm -hmm. and you think like there's just like this pomp and circumstance and this like ritualistic nature of like honoring the dead and the family and the the positive efforts that 
their contributions bringing to the world versus like yo give me that scrilla what does that mean the monies oh okay sorry i'm not in on the lingo well okay i have one more fun fact and then we can stop talking about resurrection men so a patent was made in 1896 for a coffin torpedo what let let me repeat that in the great year of 1896 Mm -hmm. a patent was filed for one a coffin torpedo Ah, yes. So since it moved from being a felony to a misdemeanor and like it was acknowledged that dead bodies were necessary, it happened more often. And so that's when like rich families would do huge mausoleums and like really heavy marble and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So one way of deterring grave robbers is by having a coffin torpedo, which is basically a bomb that you would put on the inside of a coffin. And if someone tried to open the lid of it, it would explode, killing the... Grave digger. It and would, wrecking the body inside. It would also kill the body inside. So, like, fuck me, right? <laughs> That's crazy. Isn't that insane? I, like, love that. That's so great. Hell yeah. Science is fantastic. Victor- yeah. Victorian-era gothicness is, like, my favorite. Which, when I hear Victorian gothic, I always think of torpedo coffin torpedoes yeah i mean this yeah. was the era of like mourning uh like hair art and sh- like weird shit like that like taking yeah, photos with your with your dead so anyways truth all right there's my tangent so to kind of wrap up the his- <laughs> <laughs> to kind of wrap up wrap up the history of the vaults um i don't I didn't get the date for this, but um, they basically it was such a hotbed for such bad things um, and such bad abuse, et cetera, that they ended up getting filled in. Like everyone got Mm -hmm. moved out and they got filled in with a bunch of rubble. I don't know if they actually have documentation of it because there's like it went dark. There's stuff stating, I believe it was like the 18, 18. 60s or 1870s or something but then there's also stuff from like the 1890s Mm. so i don't know if 1890s you know like someone's like oh they filled in this building dope there was a free building here and then some activity happened and then they're like no 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 shut it down Mm -hmm. um but there there's like i think it was like 20 or 30 years of like like no thank you and then like waning activity i feel like I don't, that must be all over the place report wise because I think someone in one of the videos said it was not touched for seventy years, um, but also yeah, but, I don't know because I think that was from if it was like eighteen ninety, it was the vaults were rediscovered in did the, you okay nineteen eighties yes okay so oh, this is my tangent here real yeah quick. I honestly skipped over this part because I was like I just can't emotionally handle this right now so. Hold on. I got to get the names. I got to get the names because it is so bonkers. So in the 1980s, apparently, the the vaults were rediscovered. And the first article I read, they're like, oh, a local man found vault. Great. And I was like, good story, bro. And then the other articles I find, they're like businessman and former Scottish rugby internationalist Nori Rowan is credited with rediscovering the vault in the 1980s. Yeah. So, like, 
Okay, okay, cool. Like a former rugby player. That's kind of cool. Great. What was he doing? Excavating some vaults. Oh, okay. Whatever. But in 1989, Nori helped a Romanian rugby player, Christian Radicanu, elude the Romanian secret police by using a trap door in a yep. tavern to lead him to the vaults. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, so, esca- it escalated quickly. So what? Like... <laughs> Uh, yeah. What? <laughs> but really, that's the only que- that's the only question and the only answer is just um what. But um, I just like that. From my perspective, it was local, local man finds vaults to yep. oh no, this was an international like national treasure of a rugby player to helping evade secret police. It sucks for him because I feel like now he's just going to be known for the vaults, you know. Just yeah. So player. it. W- So it wasn't until uh, Nori found it in, like, the 1980s where Mm -hmm. then people started investigating and these stories started Mm -hmm. happening. And they got fully, fully unearthed in the the 1990s. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, go ahead. Well, when they did that, I guess the, which I find interesting is it seems that the, the vaults were emptied before they were filled. So there wasn't a whole lot of, like paper or books or blankets there wasn't a whole lot of like things for people to find there but they did find toys. a little bit yeah, yeah. There, they, people did find a few toys but like if you think of potentially hundreds if not thousands of people living in this vault mm-hmm. just being like fuck it we're filling it with dirt like dirt and stuff um i just found that interesting that like a lot of the junk was removed well, but I guess is, maybe these people didn't have the, any stuff to have. Exactly. Like, it's probably, these are the populations where their their stuff is on their back. Um, mm-hmm. But what's interesting is that there was zero documentation of people actually living in the vaults until they excavated them and found stuff like toys and, like, you know, hearths made and stuff like that. Um, so Which it is kind of was... bonkers. Yeah. I mean, Yeah. But also, like, this was during the time of the Industrial Revolution, so, like, this is 100% something no one would want to document. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, history is written by the victor, and this is something where it's like, oh, please just shut up and get out of my face. Yeah. Um, so. Inconsequential, like. Yeah. Collateral humans. damage. Yeah. So. So, now with the unearthing of the vaults, which I guess there's technically, like, they refer to the vaults in like two sections because of the the entranceways into their places, into their places, what into the vaults. <laughs> Jeez. We have the Blair Street vaults, which is uh like the lower levels of the vaults, so it's like three levels below where you would below the cars, I guess. And then is the other one just the South Street Bridge entrance? I'm actually not sure. I didn't. I didn't get the names of both of them. Um, but regardless, they're same. Same chunks, you could say. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm going to just talk about these um, paranormal activities or occurrences or whatever as if, I don't know, just in the vaults. Okay. Uh, instead of trying to be too specific because mm-hmm. I'm sure yeah, I will I get lost. Yeah. So um, one that happens a lot, which I find like the most interesting maybe is jack the little boy i know just because you know we playing off of like the the human 
psyche or whatever like you find this location you find out that this was squalor and people lived here and then you find toys of a child like you're gonna want to attribute that to something or someone that's true oh so you're going Um, in with the skeptics view first huh so well i'm just so i'm saying that but i think this is a, a really great place for us to talk about what happened when we moved into our place with our dog yeah it made me think of that Hmm. so jack this little boy i guess people don't necessarily i guess he has been seen he's people have seen seen, and they see him uh in one of so some of them are two tiered rooms so like two Mm -hmm. two stories um Mm -hmm. and they're wine vaults and so he's usually seen in one of the wine vaults um but he's often people will say that some like they feel a small hand like mm-hmm. reach down and hold their hand during tours because they do tours now we'll get to that um but they have they experience like a little hand holding their hand which mm-hmm. i think is very sweet um very sweet but also i would say maybe one of the more terrifying experiences i can concoct yeah that in a benign way you mm-hmm. know just because that's like very much like a hello presence and connection type moment Mm -hmm. like i i mean they're not just like living their own lives yeah right but it's also like an intimate thing that i don't i don't hold hands with a lot of people yeah you know what i mean yeah but i don't know i think i mean this is definitely going to get sad but this is a sad story like but i think it's really interesting from the perspective of like ghosts have unfinished business and that Mm -hmm. kid is his unfinished business is comfort yeah um and like that's that we had a um the story of our apartment when we first moved in both of us are really tuned into this kind of thing so i had some like friends over and uh we basically were just like hi house um we are moving in here we want to be really respectful to you are there any entities that live here and we found uh this little boy basically uh we had been noticing that one only one of our dogs was being really odd and like always looked in this one corner of the room, not scared, but like, I don't just know, like hesitant. attention would, yeah, her attention uh, would go there. Yeah, um, attention would snap. And then just like, you know how dogs will kind of lower their ears and lean their head forward. Mm-hmm. Like, like they're trying to see something. Yeah. Or trying to hear or trying to move. Yeah. Um, she kept doing that. So we like, didn't really think anything of it. So then when we had our friends over that same corner, um, we, we noticed there was a little boy living there. Um, and he was really scared. Um, and like, we had noticed like in this house that occasionally, like I would get really sad for no reason. Um, and it just kind of like wash over me. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just like, am a person that I I choose to believe that that's something outside of me and not just like me getting a mood swing. Right. Right. So, um, like we sat down, he said that he like, uh, to, I think to one of, to one of my friends, he said that he really liked Mayday, which is the dog that always reacted to him. Um, and we're just like, oh, okay. Like just be really nice to her. She's very sweet. And she's like, she's young and like approachable where the other dog is kind of an asshole. Yeah. He's an asshole. So he's definitely, yeah. Don't touch that dog. Um, but basically like he was just in this corner. And so from that point, like, it's not that we were scared of him. He didn't feel like threatening energy. He felt like he Mm -hmm. was kind of hiding and running from something, which like could be like an abusive 
person. It could be anything. It yeah. could be anything. Um, but basically we would just start acknowledging him and just be like, Oh, Hey. Um, and like at yeah. one point I was sitting, I think at my altar and I knew he was like around and I asked him if he wanted to sit next to me and he did. Um, and then from that point he didn't show up in our house anymore. Yeah. So it was just like, uh, I think he just needed to be seen, which is like kind of how I feel about this little boy, Jack, where it's like, yeah. oh, he's just, just looking for comfort. But I think it, it is to, like something to note as well, though. Like when we did that, we were also like, hey, you can you can come sit with us, but you cannot put your emotions on us. Yeah, but totally. We are like, you can't take our energy in that that capacity. Yeah. Um, I'm not here for that. Yeah. Um, but- I don't know. I thought that was a really sad. That's a really sad ghost. Mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about Miss Mister Boots? I can't even say it. This it makes me think thing. of Mister F. Um, well, real quick, I just want to glance over. There's also a story of like a very angry woman um, who really doesn't like pregnant women, mm-hmm. and I like great. Like I don't know. There's not a whole lot to substantiate that, but there's a lot of conversation about her just being really angry and volatile mm-hmm. um well one person said just like, like that she, they had communicated with her and that she had lost her child they don't know how but body snatchers um <laughs> maybe you, you don't know, know yeah but also she probably like lost her child like yeah had a miscarriage like a miscarriage yeah yeah, yeah. um but there. There's the woman. There's also a cobbler. Yes, who apparently is near the woman and is actually like, "Look at me cobble my my wares," and is like, like I. It, it seems from the stories, it seems like he is more friendly, like, trapped. Well, trapped in ooh, repetition ooh, and is pick like, me, "Pick me, pick me." Oh. <laughs> Hi, yes, Raven. Hello. Uh, this is the conversation I wanted to bring up. I just recently read a book where she talks about ghosts. And she labels them as uh, repeaters and cognitive ghosts. Mm. Cognitive ghosts are ones that like have unfinished business that they Mr. have Boots. Thoughts. Yeah, Mr. Boots or the lady, like both of those. Yeah. Or a repeater is a ghost or an energy or an entity that like is stuck in an action. And so it just kind of almost like created this like pathway because they ran it so frequently. Um, and so um, this is from... Give credit where credit's due. Uh, Laura Tempest-Zarkov, she wrote about it in uh, Weaving the Liminal. So really great book if you want to read a book on traditional witchcraft. But I feel like the cobbler is a repeater because it's probably him greeting his get his customers, you know? Yeah. Oh, that could be very well. But yeah, like all the, all the stuff I read about him is so tonally different from everything else in this space. Totally. Like it, it feels like he's not even from the same time frame as yeah. these others and they're like not even like on the same plane of existence or something um but there's also a ghost dog did i mention the ghost dog oh i didn't hear i didn't read about a ghost dog <laughs> apparently you can hear which you would assume like if there's people living down there they probably have animals like dogs or cats or whatever um but you can hear barking yelping and then like the, their the, a dog's like uh nails on the the cobblestone or, or the I, I I hate to I hate to break it to you, but it's they're probably not pets. Oh yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, it could be food. Yeah, and also g- gambling. Yeah, sorry. yeah, that's probably fair. Oh, you just had to ruin it. Okay, bye. I'm sorry. <laughs>
Okay, let's talk Back about Mr. Backflip off the earth. Okay. <laughs> let's talk about um, Mr. Boots. <laughs> but, oh, that explains the yelping. Oh, bully. Um, but I did hear, I did watch some videos of, like, people going into the vaults and, like, there's definitely some doggo sounds, which was creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mr. Boots. So, I also want to highlight with Mr. Boots is apparently he doesn't like flashlights. He doesn't, doesn't like, like bright lights. lights. in his face, yeah. But I believe it's Mercat, which is a tour group um, that does vault tours. Uh, but on, I think it's Ghost Adventures as well, when they go into the vaults, they have candles. Mm-hmm. And it's because it's dimmer lit and it's supposed to be like, apparently that is fine with Mr. Boots. He's less angry. Yeah. Um, but also, I would like to highlight with candles that I, I'm, you can't drain a candle. I mean, it can be snuffed out, but the guy had like a, a an oil basin torch that he was going around in. So mm-hmm. yes, your 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 uh, candle could get blown out, but it's longer lasting if an entity is going to drain a battery or something. So I thought that was like a yeah, that's true. So I, I was like, oh, double whammy <laughs> here. Um, but I believe I think Mercats when they do the tours, they light everything by candle versus. Like, I mean, they have, like, mm-hmm. candles that light the way versus, and I think, tor- like, they carry a torch with them. But, um, but yeah, Mr. Boots doesn't like light. He, so everyone thinks he's a slumlord and potentially has maybe a murderous background, but he is called Mr. Boots because he stomps around. Like, yeah. he clunks around in boots. But he's just, like, a non-friendly mm-hmm. energy. <laughs> what I saw, like, he throws rocks, um... Someone described him as a, quote, nasty yeah. piece of work. And I guess he growls, like, <laughs> get out, um, where it's, like, very audible, yeah. where, like, m- like many visitors who do the tours, like, hear it, um, mm-hmm. yeah. which, like, I don't know if I've ever really heard, like, auditory phenomena that I can, like, at least remember mm-hmm. off the top of my head right now. So, like, yeah. I don't know what I would do if that occurred um at least not words i've whatever the words kind of make my my brain jostle a little bit um yuck but what's something to highlight with these vaults as well is there's no there's no power in these places like it's solid i'm guessing limestone um Mm -hmm. there's power lines above you know, Edinburgh still exists above ground um, and you have streetlights and everything. But the EMF readings within that space, they don't spike, especially the lower levels, because there's nothing near them other than rock. Um, they do have some like cabling for like emergency lights, I believe, for the tours. But those aren't. Yeah, they have to. It, they have like the exit signs. And stuff yeah, too. but they're they, not they like I, I think there's like a kill switch for them to like. If there's, like, a failure, those come on, you know? So there's not, like, Mm -hmm. there's nothing that's making, like, EMF spikes, like, up to 10. Yeah, which did Um, happen. Which I find really interesting. And a lot of the activity is circling around Mr. Boots. And with Mr. Boots stomping, you hear, like, a shuffling or, like, a, a dragging sound, which is interesting. But, like, that could be anything in this space that has all forms of activity but with the dragging sounds you know i think a lot of people would like to uh to put that to to attribute that to birkin hair which like i don't know if that's necessary like if i kind of go on along with that but 
like dragging mm-hmm. could have been like the like the rolling of wine barrels or the moving of crates or like any like any of that repetitious right. like, and life. it's not like they yeah. had dollies or whatever to kind of just yoink all the mm-hmm. stuff around like i'm assuming a lot of this space was probably like hobbled together but it's also mm-hmm. interesting like i was trying to think of this space because one like they do tours now, which blows my freaking mind that, like... Well, what else are they going to do with it? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Like, it just seems so weird <laughs> to me, I guess. I mean, it's like capitalizing on the pain of the past, which is a weird thing that we do anyways, but... It seems a lot more tangible. Like, it has the somberness of, like, if you were to go on a jail mm-hmm. tour. Like, it has that same energy. I was definitely was thinking about that, too, because, like, this is really, it's genuinely tragic. Like, it's yeah. genuinely tragic. Um, and it's it's on the same level as, like, a jail tour. And so I'd hope that, like, tours hold that same respect. I'm assuming they do. Yeah. I, like, but the, I did see weird. that there was a job posting on one of the websites. And it was just like, if you like to have fun and can make jokes and you like to wear black and you're not afraid of volatile paranormal activity. And I was just like, this is a tonal shift. That's the way to attract someone who would want to work in there regularly. (laughs) Because also like, you don't necessarily want to go in there and be like, think of how many people died in here. (laughs) Let's talk about the occult room. Yeah. Let's talk about the occult room. So apparently on this tour, you can go to the occult room. One of my friends did quote unquote occult chamber for all your occult needs do you want to talk about this because i can't do it Um, without rolling my eyes sure so apparently there's a chamber that has a ring of large stones on the floor i believe this is the same room that has a pentagram painted on the floor i think it's etched it's etched great yeah and the 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 outlets that talk about this place either like to be like the wiccans and uses like like the other terminology um or the satanists or the satanic practices and it's very like the article could be like the vaults are very neat people died blah 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 body snatchers and then they're like ooh, but this there's a weird tonal shift as to talking about this like one chamber that i I feel like this is going to be like constantly our theme because I think we talked about it about it in Hoya Baku too, where they were like, "Oh yeah," and some like weird pagans yeah. or whatever but come I think in here and like, do ritual p- p- too. You don't say some weird some weird ass Christian did a thing. That's true. Yeah, I have like that. There was there was rumors that a quote satanic cult sacrificed a woman there and tortured her for their ritual. Mm, of course. Um, which like get out. Like that's what you like. I don't know. It's yeah, like it was like the shock factor, like, ooh, read more. Yeah. And that it's, uh, there was a thing that said it was still, quote, uh, used by, quote, local occult practitioners, which is probably what they, like, the Wiccans. The Wiccans. Um, which, like, you know, I'll be a broken record about this, like, for the next hundred years, similar to Hoyobaku, where it's like, you know what? What if those Wiccans or whomever, Honestly, whomever goes in there to do like ritual practices, one, that's a cool fucking space to do ritual. But also, in. like, what if they were trying to like soothe that space versus exactly. why are you trying to like my like as soon as I like saw the circle, I was just like, oh, cool. Is someone trying to like bring peace or amends to this space? Not cool. Let's mm. let's get some chickens. Like, I don't know. Yeah. 
But also, like, I like the idea that, like, somebody had found an access to this space before it got excavated or something. And they were like, oh, finally, this is a place where all of my witches can meet. Finally. And then they etched it in the ground and then they were like stoked about it. Um, and then like it gets like sensationalized in this like news channel, yeah. which like bumps me out. But that aside, um, there have been a ton of paranormal experiences mm-hmm. in that room. I wonder how much of that is painted by the fact that they probably call it the right. occult room or whatever, um, the occult chamber. But I mean, there are experiences of like, uh, what was interesting as I looked into the YouTube comments of a couple of the videos, which is very interesting because a lot of people commented with their experiences of like, here's a photo of my back and it's three scratches on it. And no one was behind me. And here's a photo of this. And I, I fainted and had to get like emergency, uh, vehicle out of there. Um, stuff like that it was very interesting but that is a that is a spot where a lot of paranormal yeah, I, stuff happens. i also read though that they're like they're like water leaks from the ceiling but only in the circle and it's like okay well what does the ceiling look like there's probably a hole in it right there's so a road like, above it of course it would only leak in one place that's how yeah. roads work so it was just i don't know it was definitely trying to like position it to be like cool let's conspire conspiracy theory this shit up and then it was just like well Mm -hmm. it it could it could just be a nice place Mm -hmm. i just have to share please keep this in but just right as we were talking about that uh two cars drove by and they were old cadillacs like convertible cadillacs Mm -hmm. like old old um and there were two guys sitting in the front of each of them and in the back seat of both of them they had a glow-in-the-dark skeleton okay (laughs) that was a lovely moment just wanted to share it with everybody. The Edinburgh Vaults. Uh, <laughs> Ne'er-do-wellers beware. Uh, I would love to go back to Edinburgh, though. But the vaults. Scary. Sad. Mr. Boots. <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, he like genuinely seems like a very scary entity, but the name is like not... It doesn't, lean, really, it doesn't lean into... Really... His name could have been, like, Russ. It could have been, like, John. Mr. John. Mr. John is scarier. I mean, we could just, like, lean into Resident Evil, call him Mr. M. Like, fuck. Mr. Mr. Boots just makes me think it's, like, a a cat that's, like... Yeah. Well, just like Mr. Boots, he he has the patterning where it just looks like he's wearing, like... Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, yeah, you have body snatchers and all sorts of stuff that may potentially be linked to the vaults. But thank God we had a rugby player discover those vaults to save another rugby player. (laughs) Such a weird weird story. But thank you, internet. Thank you for listening to the night society where we talk about monsters, myths, and legends. We will see you on the next full moon. In the meantime, if you're interested in learning more about us and our content, you can go to okretro.zone or follow us on Twitter at okretrozone. Cool. But I hope you all have an amazing full moon in Scorpio. It's going to be a intense one. <laughs> Aren't they always? Uh, yeah, but this is Scorpio. I don't know what that means.